The following talk is entitled Faith, Becoming the Sword of the Spirit, given by Lourdes Pinto on May 19, 2016. There's many things in my heart I'd like to, to share with you tonight, but I think the overall there's an important message that the Holy Spirit placed in my heart Pentecost Sunday for the community. So I'd like to begin with some words the Lord placed in my heart during the month of May. The Lord said, We are making all things new through my blood and the blood of my victim souls. My little one, believe that the union of love in suffering with God produces 100-fold trust in your beloved spouse who is making you a new creation in God and for God. This path, meaning our book, is my light in the darkness, hope in despair. It is my formation manual for my saints of these times. You, meaning love crucified, have been entrusted this treasure from God. And then I saw the path inside the heart of the Love Crucified members. And what I felt strongly at that moment from the Holy Spirit is as if I saw the path inside each of our hearts tucked inside and that this community has a special mission to protect, love, appreciate, and bless the path. And that we must be the hidden force for every soul that God will bring the path to throughout the world, praying daily for all the souls that we don't know about that come across our path, that we have been entrusted the path that for all the souls that do not appreciate it, we have to appreciate it. Heaven has entrusted this to us. And so for me, to it's a great piercing. I personally ponder the path daily. I take it with me every morning to the Blessed Sacrament. I read first before Mass the Scriptures. And the Holy Spirit always moves me from the scriptures to something in particular in the path that brings me even deeper of each day's scriptures. And so if we are by God to receive a treasure, you know, we must um, treasure it by knowing it, by pondering it, by, by living it. Um, if you don't feel you have such a love for this path and you're in the community, you know, pray. You know, the Lord keeps telling us, ask and you shall receive. So we have that responsibility. I was especially drawn to the sentence Monday because um, the Gospel Monday had to do with faith, believing. When the Lord tells us, 
believe that the union of love in suffering with God produces 100-fold. I checked the other day. I did a search in our path, and the word believe is in our path 115 times. So faith is essential. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, we read Monday, says, I believe. Help my unbelief. The Lord said, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. It's as if the Lord can tell us that too, you know. I'm giving you this. How long? The Lord has been telling me to believe for many, many years. That was probably one of the first things the Lord began to, to say to me, believe my daughter, believe. And it's taken and continues to take a lot of purification to bring my faith where it needs to be. But I'll show you today, because of what I experienced in Pentecost, why faith is so important and why I understand why the Lord has stressed believe. Um, how essential it is to bring forth the miracles that God wants us to bring. The disciples were not able to cure in that gospel passage of Mark because they lacked faith. They lacked prayer and they lacked fasting. And the Lord wants love crucified. He's promised love crucified that we will bring dead souls back to life. That's an incredible miracle. But without faith, we do not have the power of God to make it happen. So we're going to, to focus that tonight. So I have some questions for you to ponder this week in your meditations and in your prayer time. Do I believe when I am in the midst of suffering? Think of some trials. Sufferings, hardships that you have lived lately. In the midst of the storm, did you believe that your suffering united to the Lord was saving souls? In the pain and suffering, how did you react? Do you remain in complete peace? During your suffering, because you have come to believe in the power of your suffering as one with Christ, does that faith bring you to total peace in your suffering? These past two weeks for me personally has been quite a challenge. The Lord permitted in my own life, in my family, like I know many of you are suffering, a profound pain and sorrow that took place with one of my sons. The pain in my own heart was so deep, so profound, that it really brought me to almost a total silence. I was amazed 
because every single morning, in the midst of that excruciating pain, the Holy Spirit guided me through the path every morning to exactly what I needed to meditate to give me the strength, wisdom that I needed to really live the pain the Lord was permitting in my life the way he's taught. Some mornings he had me meditate from the path on the interior martyrdom. One morning, I really prayed for help because I wasn't sure what God's will was exactly how I needed to respond in the midst of what the Lord was permitting for me to suffer. And that morning, as soon as I got home from Mass, the Lord even took my husband away and my daughter that morning. I was actually home alone, which is not very often. And I received a telephone call from our beloved Father Ron. His ship had been in Spain. He wasn't in Rome yet. And I was amazed. The Lord put Father Ron on a cruise ship to Rome a two weeks before he got to Rome and had him almost for two weeks in complete cloistered, studying hours and hours every day our path. In Spain, he calls me. The Lord told him he needed to call me. I was amazed right when I was asking for help. And he calls me and he starts to tell me, Lord, is Go to chapter 4 in the path. Do you have the path next to you? I said, yes, Father. He goes, open the path. And he starts coaching me into the path. Uh, I was experiencing from the pain in my heart, like a wine press crushing your heart. So I was having like lots of chest pains. And the Father Ron starts to tell me that's even in the path. And every place he took me in the path, was an answered prayer of how I needed to respond and what God was asking me to do. And when I hung up with Father Ron, I realized the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our path. But I also learned something else, because I am a mother who has given birth eight times, and I have experienced what it feels like when you're in the peak of childbearing and you enter that peak pain where you forget. You forget the focal point. You forget how to breathe. And you start to lose it. And your coach, which is my husband, is the one that's supposed to help you remember when you're in the pain, to, to, to help you remember that this is going to end soon and the new life is coming. And just knowing that you're getting close, to bringing forth that new life gives you that strength to, to keep going that last little bit through that pain. And I felt that's what Father Ron did. It was like, Lord, as you're giving life, don't forget. And I realized, my family, that the Lord says in this community, we're going to give life to many. But life comes through your, our willingness to go through the pains with the Lord. And we have to be there as a community many times with the Lord to coach us, to help us. And today, in my meditation, 
the Lord brought me to read some words from Cardinal Piacenza. He used to be the prefect of the congregation of the clergy. And this Cardinal, Father Jordi and I had the honor of speaking with when we were in Rome. And he really encouraged us to continue with our work. He really understood the path of victim souls and spiritual motherhood. And Cardinal Piacenza wrote, The church is able to resist every attack, all the assaults that political, economic, and cultural powers can unleash against her. But she cannot resist the danger that comes from forgetting the word of Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. That was the ending of today's gospel. The salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Jesus himself indicates the consequence of this forgetfulness. But if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? These words are in our path section 8b, learning from prophecies. In today's gospel, there was one sentence that the Holy Spirit wanted me to enter and to share with you. And that is, everyone will be salted with fire. So how can we lose, my community, our saltiness? By forgetting. By forgetting the words of Jesus to us. By forgetting our identities. By forgetting who we are. And that's what I experienced. The minute the pain could get to the point that I was forgetting the words of Jesus, I was losing my ability to, to really suffer with him and to remain in the peace amidst the suffering, in the storm. But the moment I remembered the fire of the Spirit anointed me, and it was the fire that filled me with his strength and his courage to be able to believe and to suffer in the pain with the Lord, believing that I was giving birth. So now we get to Pentecost Sunday. I had a beautiful gift from the Lord. A spiritual son prayed over me through Skype. So not even the Internet is an obstacle for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and as he prayed over me, I saw in front of me the sword of the Spirit, which the Lord has revealed and is part of our, our, our charism. It's in the path. And I saw it again, a standing sword, bright gold, full, radiating in the light, I, 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 the light of the Spirit, the light of God. And then in the Blessed Sacrament, the Lord allowed me to see something to bring to me and the community an understanding of a great mystery that is the path. 
So I share with you this so that we all understand. The first thing the Lord showed me was my body with his united on the cross. And my heart and the heart of Jesus were touching. It's as if I was receiving his life and he was receiving mine. So here the, the Lord is showing me the path that brings us to a communion of hearts. Then all of a sudden, the two hearts, our bodies united, our hearts touching, were transformed into a sword. I continued praying the rosary and the blessed sacrament now in this union with the Lord as the sword for all the intentions of my heart, all your intentions that were um, all the community, all my family, all my territory of souls. And then the last thing the Lord showed me was the sword became fire. Okay? And the Lord, the Holy Spirit at that moment asked me to ponder and to go to the last part of our path, the prophecies that God has given this community, which is not all of them, but there's a good section in the last part of the path. And the Spirit placed very strong in my heart that I needed to read those prophecies in a new way, moved in a deeper way with greater faith, really believing in the light of the Holy Spirit. And so I began to do that. I've spent every day since Pentecost Sunday, every morning in the Blessed Sacrament, pondering those prophecies. And this Monday, in the Gospel, where the Lord was speaking to us of faith, believe, and help my unbelief, that's become my daily prayer. I believe, my Lord, help my unbelief. Because the Lord said something to me that has penetrated my heart. The Lord allowed me to understand something that Father Jordy and I never even consciously were aware of when we designed the, the book of the path. There are two sections of the path. In the first section, it ends in chapter 4. It's the section of the path that the Holy Spirit is bringing us to union. It ends with chapter 5. I'm sorry. Okay. The Holy Spirit <laughs> is bringing us to communion, to the union of spousal love. So that we can enter the second part of the path. The second part of the path is victim soul, spiritual motherhood, and the prophecies unfolding, preparing the way for the new Pentecost in the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We never even planned for spiritual motherhood to fall in that place. It's all providential as I look back now and see it. Spiritual motherhood was placed in that part by the Holy Spirit because it has to be. Because a woman cannot be a spiritual mother if she is not a victim soul. Mary is the spiritual mother and she is the victim united to her son, the victim. And in that victimhood, she gives her life as a mother for the church. 
And so it's the same with us. So the Lord showed me that we live the first section of the path in order to be able to become the sword of the Spirit. And the Lord showed me something so important that in order for the sword of the Spirit to have the fullness of the power of God to penetrate and fight the decisive battle God is preparing us for, we have to believe the power of the sword of the Spirit comes through our faith. I can be suffering with the Lord, but in my heart, if I doubt that that hidden suffering that nobody has the slightest idea what I'm going through, because it's lived in the interior of my heart, God knows, and he's the only one really that needs to know. If I haven't come to the point that I have the perfect faith that that pain united to the Lord's is the sword of the Spirit that is going to pierce that darkness, it lacks the power to be able to do it. The miracle comes through my belief. And at that moment on Pentecost Sunday, especially on Monday, the day after Pentecost, I understood in a new way why the Lord began giving me this years ago and emphasized over and over through the years, believe, believe. And therefore, in this community, even though we go through a profound healing, the mission of Love Crucified is not a community that is called to be like necessarily healers. The mission of Love Crucified is to raise the victim souls that are the sword of the spirit for battle. We have a mission to become the warriors of God for this time. So in order to become the sword of the spirit, we must enter and live the first part of the path so that we can become the warriors, so that we can fight the holy battle with God. And as missionaries and mothers of the cross, we need to have our mission straight. If we don't have straight and in our minds, in our hearts, it hasn't become part of us who we are, we're going to forget. We're going to lose focus. When any trial comes, we're going to be all over the place. Cardinal Ratzinger also said in our path 8B, I got these words this morning, Faith is always also a sword. So even today, the Lord gave me a confirmation of what I've been receiving this through this time. And Cardinal Ratzinger, Pope Benedict XVI, now said, Faith is always, is always also a sword and may indeed promote conflict for the sake of truth and love. We have in our path this one sentence from Blessed Titus Brandsma. All of this is 8b. He who wants to win the world for Christ must have the courage to come in conflict with it. In this section, I'm going to give you all an important homework for the next two weeks. One of the messages 
in the last section of chapter 8 is called prophecies received well the section is 8 B 4 the last section of chapter 8 this, the name of the section is prophecies received by our community one of those prophecies is called I'm forming you as my warriors of love now listen carefully because here we speak about the sword of the spirit the Lord said the armor you put on is to protect you from being overcome and conquered by the enemy but your sword is what has the power to pierce the enemy and conquer it to put on the armor of light to put on your Lord Jesus Christ is to become the sword of the Spirit. I have been leading you through the passage of union with your crucified. Union with the word of the cross. You see, he's speaking about the first part of the path. It is in this union in which you enter your crucified, beginning at the foot of the cross with Mary, that your lives become the sword of the Spirit. You see, the Lord is making the connection now. As your life becomes one in my crucified sacrifice, then you become the sword of the Spirit. And then he tells us what's going to happen with his men and women that have become one with the sword of the Spirit. These are the warriors that will fight the decisive battle and have the power of God to conquer the dragon. I desire each of you, each of you, each of us, to become one with the sword of the Spirit through my cross. So, how do we enter conflict as the sword of the Spirit? Two ways. The first way is living the entire martyrdom of the heart that we learn about in the first part of the path. Believing that every single trial, every single suffering that the Lord permits in our lives is to bring us to union with Him and to perfect us in love. And knowing, for example, how did I recently fight as a warrior? I can only teach you by the way the Lord has taught me. So I make myself vulnerable to you. But the pain I went in through had to do with a darkness that was attacking my son. And as a mother, I went out at 3 o'clock in the morning to go get my son. And when I entered the place where I was getting my son at 3 o'clock in the morning, I received a great darkness of what I saw in that house. I was confronted with evil, an evil that is trying to snatch my son and a many, many youth. The Lord permitted me to enter that house to go get my son. I was a warrior fighting for the life of my son 
and the life not only because I am a mother of the cross, every single one of the children that were in that house became my children. And I was not only fighting and continue to fight for the life of my son, but for the life of all those children. Because of that, I not only received the sin, the oppression, the brokenness of my own son, but I received the evil, the demons of alcohol, the demons of drugs, the demons of impurity, of promiscuity. All of that was entered in my, my heart the minute I opened that door and entered that house. I entered a profound darkness. I couldn't talk. All of that oppression, all of that darkness was in me, in my heart. And I battled believing with the Lord. The path, my community, was my save, saving grace of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guided. I was in first hand, felt the power of our path. It strengthened me. It gave me hope. It filled me with courage and strength to believe, to fight. I suffered with the Lord, and I can believe that that's a grace not only for my son, but for all those youth. That's a warrior. That's the martyrdom the Lord is saying, believe. But I was confronted. I went head on with the darkness. That's one way we're going to, as a community, fight this battle. The second way is at times we're called to confront others by speaking the truth. And that is not easy, I think, for the majority of us in this community. And I realized this morning in the Blessed Sacrament I have serious issues confronting people. I hate it. Because of my own woundedness, confronting others and having to bring things to them and bring things to the light is one of the most difficult things that I have to do. And to be honest with you, what I would rather do is not confront. And here we have to grow in discernment because we've got to know when to confront and when not to confront. And I'll tell you something, I'm the first one that's made mistakes. And the Lord permits us to make mistakes because that's part of our purification and growth. And we have to be patient with one another when we make mistakes. So we're called to speak the truth, especially sometimes within the community to each other. When things are not correct, when we see things that are wrong, we need to confront them because that is love. And so I end today by asking you to enter the homework that the Lord has given me because I feel it's for the whole community. I want you to go to the last section of the path. And every day for two weeks, I want you to ponder and take notes and outline and summarize each of the messages so that each of you can come out writing each of you clearly the, any way the Spirit moves you, what our mission is, who you are. For example, the second message the Lord gives us, the other day in the Blessed Sacrament, I counted. In that one message, the Lord uses the word prepare 11 times. I never had realized that before.
So I realized that is a key word for love crucified. So the question became, why is prepare so important? I wrote it down. I have all these notes in the side of my path. After two weeks, I want you to write down what is the Lord asking us to believe? What is he asking you to believe? What is our mission? What is your mission in this community? Who are you? What is the Lord telling each of us? Who are we? What is your identity given to you in this community by the Lord? As you read each of those prophecies, what key words stand out to you? And what are they saying to your heart? Write it down. And I would love for all of you to submit. I think this is the first time I love it. I've asked I you it. as a teacher. <laughs> I'm becoming a formator here. <laughs> to submit something to me. I'm asking you to submit this to Father and myself. I am doing it, and Father Jordy has to do it also. We all have to do it. And I'm going to read all of them. And I think it's going to be beautiful. And we'll see what the Holy Spirit wants. But this is how important. I feel we're receiving an anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we all have to come to know who we are and what our mission is.